You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop. For more about this show, as well as my other podcast, How to Stand, visit 17karatkpop.weebly.com. There you'll find episode guides, as well as additional reading, more exclusive content, tons of great stuff. And never miss an update, an album review, interview, etc. by subscribing to the free newsletter, howtostand.substack.com. You could also become a paying subscriber on Substack, and that means you're supporting an independent creator and become part of a community, howtostand.substack.com. Enjoy the show! Hello everybody! Let's get to just some really quick, kind of rapid-fire, final connections. Didn't make the cut in other episodes in this series because I just don't have as much to say about them. All the short cutting room floor options. In BTS's On music video, there are thought to be tons of different movies referred to. There's The Hunger Games, and of course, that one actually I've thought of before, the whistle in the Blood, Sweat, and Tears era videos. Made me think of The Hunger Games whistle. You never know. It's also been inspired by something Bird Box, the movie with the blindfolds as like the signature detail, and The Lion King for that iconic cliff scene. But the most common, most overt, it seems, cinematic influence on the on video is the Maze Runner. There's the concept in the Maze Runner of going beyond the wall. Plus, the marks on V's neck are kind of like the flare. The mark of the flare in Maze Runner basically means you have this brain-eating disease that leads to you becoming a zombie. Another extrapolation from me, as I said before on the show, in the BTS episode, B-E-T-S, I think BTS took some inspo from Toy Story for Fly to My Room. Lyrics like, they greet me again, the toys in my room, like people. Landing over the bed just makes me think of how Buzz Lightyear felt trapped like this room is too small to contain my dream. Just made me think about how Buzz Lightyear felt destined for more, kept forgetting he was a toy, or didn't really register that. So he would try to do all sorts of things he probably shouldn't have. He saw a life beyond that bedroom, and that's kind of what the song's about. Wishing to burst out. A lot of K-pop videos have nods to Harry Potter. TXT's Runaway is also titled Nine and Three Quarters, the name of the train platform in Harry Potter used to sneak into the magical world. Between the normal world and the wizarding world, you have to go through that secret platform. Once they're there, you have the bibbidi-bobbidi sound literally in their music, as well as the scene where Bumgyu is carving a space in his textbook. Just made me think about the I must not tell lies writing assignment Harry had to do. Plus the library scenes, the adventures after dark with flashlights, like in one of the earlier movies when they get detention, have to go to the Forbidden Forest as punishment at night. Then there's the trap door at the bottom of the pool in the TXT video, which made me think of in Harry Potter, Chamber of Secrets, that whole kind of a realms of hell situation, getting through each room to get to the Chamber of Secrets, and they went down like a trap door to get to the, well, they fell into like the poison ivy type thing. In AOA's video for Get Out, one of the members dresses as Hermione, specifically working on crafting the polyjuice potion, which turns you into looking like someone else. And in GOT7's video for Lullaby, they nod to several films, one of them being Harry Potter with Jin Yun and his flying car. The Joker is a go-to, like for Monster X's Love Killer, that's Juhani's look. 
in the movie music video from B2B, there's a Joker character with a very fun, glittery eye makeup twist, as well as other movie references throughout, naturally, like 8 Mile, plus the Why So Serious line, all over the place. Shiny song, crayon by G-Dragon, etc. Twice's scientist video takes from the movie Frankenstein, a classic from the 30s. The cabinet of Dr. Calgary is part of Top's Doom Data video. It's this mystery thriller from 1920, largely thought to be one of the first ever horror movies. It's about this self-proclaimed psychic doctor who can predict when someone will die. Part of the moral questions raised by the movie is how much he's to blame when people die, because he always sees it coming. After School's bang routine was inspired by the movie Drumline, featuring a young Nick Cannon. It's this teen drama from 2002 that was thought as pretty 5 out of 10. Pretty meh from critics. Formulaic. Do with that info what you will. Sounds like a typical teen drama. High school romance mixed with competition about rival marching bands, rivalries, question loyalty about whose side are you really on. The fact that he gets drum competition performance inspo from a cassette tape is a strange dad gives him, complicates things further, mostly just the routine itself, not the movie plot, inspired after school. As addressed in the NCT Talk episode all about the favorite album in the Story of Favorite video series, Interview with the Vampire was a big source of inspo. It's largely thought to be a classic story because it portrays quote-unquote realistic ways of living as a vampire. Not just the cute, fun, attractive parts of it, but actually the downsides, the loneliness of an eternal existence, the boredom, the sorrow, the regret, some numbness, frustration with constantly starting anew, and those are the feelings NCT127 address in that story of favorite video series. Wishing they could be there for you. Wishing they could do things that other mortals do. And that they could grow up at the same speed as you and not feel the sense of disconnect as you grow up and they stay the same. Plus, the most overt reference is when, in the story of favorite video for Taeyeon, he's holding a movie ticket to Interview with the Vampire. Also, vampires obviously have influenced the video for Vampire from NCT127, Dracula by FX, I could probably go on for ages, Twilight and other classics now definitely have been a go-to. Ekmusan Fall was inspired by The Greatest Showman, and they talked about how, quote, however deep down we fall, if you're beside me holding my hands, nothing will matter. Extenary Heroes did specify they have not taken from the movie Happy Death Day. That hasn't been a source of inspo. Just a coincidence that their debut track is called Happy Death Day. But it's pretty interesting to bring up nonetheless. Happy Death Day is this dark comedy about a girl who dies on her birthday and then has to relive it day after day. It's like Groundhog Day meets a horror movie. Eventually, she decides to use these repetitive days to figure out who killed her tracking down and following different suspects. There's some confusion because at times when it seems like the time loop is over, it's put back into question, then it's like it was one of the main characters just messing with her, then the loop is really over, but I guess you can never be sure now. It's like a boy who cried wolf situation. Ideas for a sequel have actually been floating around forever, since this movie came out at least, and the follow-up movie would dive into why. 
why she was in that time loop. What happened in her past that made that like her karma. That sequel, as of recording time, still not coming to fruition anytime soon. Maybe Extinary Heroes can make a sequel and make it a musical. You never know. In Winner's video for Hold, Mino dresses up as Moon Kwan from Parasite, the housekeeper who gets fired and rejected. She's actually, in the movie, led into the house to look for something in the basement where she finds her husband trapped in a secret bunker. He'd apparently been there for years to avoid loan sharks. This camping trip got cancelled, so the Parks, one of the families in the main house in Parasite, are coming back home early. The Kims, who want to keep things secret, try to then hide away Moon Kwan because they're coming back early. Moon Kwan just tries to escape, but gets kicked and falls down the stairs. There's a lot there because, first of all, the symbolism is glaring about how she really fell down the staircase as opposed to getting the upward mobility. And this whole movie is in part about those class dynamics, class divides, etc. It also helps make sure that Moon Kwan is portrayed in less of a negative light, someone you actually start to feel sorry for. Although Bong Joon-ho has specified no one should be considered a pure protagonist or a pure antagonist in Parasite, he wants to stress every character has their ups and downs, good and bad in them. You could also further read into that scene where she falls down the stairs because it's like the Kim's comeuppance. The Kim's caused this, so she's their headache, but if they weren't trying to get her fired originally, she wouldn't have been back there and ended up falling down the stairs and she wouldn't have tried to seek revenge ever. Basically, it was a self-fulfilling prophecy that made her a villain. I talked a lot about Something Wicked This Way Comes and how I definitely think that story hugely impacted and inspired TXT and in Hyphen's work. So I won't do that today, but I'll just say if you read the book, watch the movie, they're both really bonkers, but certain central themes, and of course if you listen to the podcast episodes all about TXT and in Hyphen, really similar. The symbolism used, the overall messages about youth and growing up, just saying. Now we have to talk about Oh My Girl's video for Closer, where Yubin dresses up as Little Red Riding Hood, traveling through the woods, guiding one of the others. And if you know the original Red Riding Hood story, you should know not to follow Red Riding Hood. She's not a smart person to follow the advice of. Unless we're talking the Into the Woods version, where she basically comes out on top, even wears the wolf's skin. That's like a whole different character. Same with the Roald Dahl poem, but anyway. We have to talk about this because Red Riding Hood, to me, is one of the funniest, most ridiculous stories I've ever heard. These parents really told this little girl, Here, Grandma's sick. Can you go visit her for me and go by yourself? And go through the woods, not some other route. While you're at it, go to the wolf-infested woods, wearing a bright red cape and carrying a basket of fresh bread. What could go wrong? And also, little girl, carry the bottle of wine with you. And that's what she does. And she goes through the woods, and while she's there, the wolf asks her where she's going, and she gives him detailed directions, like where she'll turn left and right, and then she's like, you can't miss it, it's over there, it's that cabin. Which he goes to, gets there before her, because she took a scenic route instead, and got distracted playing with butterflies and stuff. For real. He ends up eating her grandma, he gets in the bed, dresses his grandma, wants to fool this kid, which he does. A woodcutter just happens to be walking by and hears the commotion, realizes what's happened, takes scissors, cuts open the wolf, 
and retrieves the grandma and the girl who jump out of the wolf's stomach after he had ended up eating both of them. In one telling, actually, Little Red Riding Hood is much smarter, and she gets away alive. But who knows what happened to her grandma. But she saved herself by saying, I have to go to the bathroom, then running away and not looking back. Remember, this was pre-indoor bathrooms. It's such a ridiculous story, but it's so funny. If you know your kid is the kind to be distracted by butterflies, wander off the trail to not take the path you drew for them. If you know your kid is one who will talk to strangers, including the talking wolves. If you know they're going to blab specific directions to where to get to a sick grandma. If you know they're the kind of kid who will see a wolf in their grandma's clothes and be fooled by that, maybe you should go with them. Just saying. Some people actually see some deep meaning in this story, though. Well, first of all, it actually was meant to be a fable about don't talk to strangers. And maybe something in there about listen to your parents, don't take a different route home, I don't know. But people also look at the meaning of the red hood. It used to be a fashion symbol indicating a little girl in that hood, she was one who came from money. Especially in portraits, in drawings and stuff, girls with red capes were the wealthy ones which makes it even more perplexing why her parents didn't visit grandma with her. It's not like they couldn't afford to take her to a hospital or they couldn't afford to take off work for this. Some also see that the color red is a big deal because it represents love, passion, all sorts of emotions, good and bad. Some actually think also it's meant to kind of represent menstrual blood. Like this girl is, it's emphasizing that she's really not a grown-up yet. And in my favored interpretations, kind of a trigger warning ahead, but I won't really say it, but, you know, predatory behavior, I will mention. My favored interpretation is this story calls out predatory men as wolves. And in other kids' stories, too, the wolves are the bad guys. The wolves are the predators who view women as prey. And think about some of the things the wolf says in the story. Get into bed with me. I'll eat you up big teeth the better to eat you with, etc. Just saying, it could be kind of an allegory here to that culture. Really makes you think. A lightning round of more options for movie references I considered but decided ultimately to not dive into too much. Transformer by XO. There's a Terminator reference in Bling Bling's Oh Mama. Fairy tale references in the video for My House by 2pm. Monster X's Fantasia, Shiny Sherlock, Beckyun's Bambi, Star Wars, the song by a rapper outsider called Star Wars, and Exo's song Lightsaber, and probably tons of other videos have some sort of lightsaber-esque device in them. Cinderella, like by CM Blue, and the Z-Tao song Cinderella Girl. There's a reference to Groot in Epic High song No Thanks, gotta love that. Peter Pan, the name of an XO song, plus K&K's fandom name, Tinkerbell. Mean Girl's outfit inspo is everywhere, as is Clueless' outfit inspo. The Mean Girl's references most specifically in Sun Me's You Can't Sit With Us. NCT 127's Kick It gives a shout-out to Bruce Lee. XO's Coco Bop and Soyeon's Beam Beam, two videos that there's no way they weren't inspired by Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Then there's BTS and their Muppet movie. Just kidding, but just speaking that into existence. Why has BTS times the Muppets not happened yet? The idle video setting that totally resembles the Muppet Show theme song setting. Just saying. And lastly, 
Catch Me If You Can by Girls' Generation, a nod to Leo DiCaprio's Catch Me If You Can movie. Again, just kidding. Just a coincidental title. I just had to give Leo DiCaprio movies a shout out because it's not like I did that 20 times already during the series. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I will see you all next time for more movie talk. Bye everyone!